are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hard to sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candice Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candice D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Diamond Heels are facing off against NC State, the Wolfpack, this weekend. Women's hoops have honors for senior senior center forward, power forward, if you will, Janelle Bailey. Finally, it's still Good Friday, so we're just going to throw out a little bit of everything on today's episode, see how you feel, see what the temperature is. It's been a long week, a lot of things happening, especially in the football and basketball space, so let's have a roundup conversation as we end the day. All right, so... Hope you guys are having a great start to your Friday. Make sure that you stay safe out there. It is going to be beautiful weather this weekend. We've got a lot of things going on for North Carolina specifically. A lot of people getting their shots. A lot of people are ready to open up back outside. 100% outdoor things. We're getting getting back to normal a little bit. So make sure you still wash your hands, wear your mask, stay socially distant if you can. We are almost through this pandemic. I'm praying and I just, you know, can't wait to enjoy the vibes. You know, maybe do a live show one day where we could just kick it, maybe grab a blue moon and see what we can do to enjoy what is Carolina athletics. So let's talk about the Diamond Heels who face off NC State. They are going to be kicking off this uh, today through the 28th, right? They'll be at home in Chapel Hills to take your talents over to Bryson Field if you want to see the home game. Due to impending inclement weather, though, they are going to have Saturday game at 2 p.m. In, or sorry, the Saturday game will be at uh, 1 p.m. instead of 2 p.m. because they're afraid it might rain, don't want to have any rain outs, all that good stuff, right? So make sure you add that to your to-do list. If you're traveling up there to Chapel Hill, the game will now be played at 1 p.m. on Saturday. North Carolina enters this this weekend after beating number eight ECU on Tuesday night at home. It was the Tar Heels' third top ten win of the season. They also beat UVA so far in the year. Danny Ceretti's bat has come alive as of late. Over his last ten games, he is slashing point three five point. 350, 0.422, and 0.825 with four home runs, three doubles, and a pair of triples. Thomas Frick is doing his thing as well as Clemente Inclan. Listen, man, you thought football and basketball had some names. Okay. Baseball is not giving me anything easier. The Tar Heels lead the ACC in home runs with 24. They're the first UNC team to hit 24 home runs through 18 games since 2019. Team did it with 23. So great start for Coach Forbes and company. And then we also have Angel Cerati who has hit safely in 13 of his last 14 games. Only took Tar Heel... Only one Tar Heel holds a longer streak since 1999. But let's talk about NC State as well. Another great, you know, historic baseball program in the triangle. This will mark the fourth straight top 15 ACC opponent that the Wolfpack have faced this season. And this will be the squad's first road series of the year. There will be eight ACC teams that are nationally ranked this week in at least one of their six major polls, led by Louisville, who's ranked inside of the top 10 in five of them. Now, NC State is led by Austin Murr at the plate, who is hitting .378 in his 12 games. He has smashed a pair of home runs and leads the Wolfpack with five doubles. So if you're looking for some good baseball, I don't know if you guys have been to a baseball game yet at Boshimer Stadium, Boshimer Stadium, but... 
It's a beautiful sight. Our old, our old friend, uh, Coach Roy, has taken his talents there. He loves supporting a lot of games. They've been at soccer games, you know, field hockey, what have you. But we have seen him, especially after the guys lost the ACC tournament. He was right there the next day enjoying some baseball. So he truly doesn't. He truly does love supporting the players. So maybe he'll have a guest appearance now that the season is over for the Heels. So you know, I'm just saying, if you want to take your talents out there, I do not blame you one bit. More importantly, I got to get a chance to see Justice Thompson, you know, this grad transfer. He has been doing big things, in my opinion, Justice Thompson's stand account. Can't wait to talk about how NC State gets slept over the weekend. I do believe that is going to be a sweeping sight, and there we'll have that. More importantly, it's just a great opportunity to support something outside of basketball and football. Take your cha- take your talents to another another team to praise. If you love baseball the most, tell me about it, right? Hit me up at Locked on Heels at Candace D. Cooper. If you truly enjoy, you know, just figuring out other matches, listen, they're for you. If you like softball, I'm trying to tell you it's tough because they've had some recent postponements. Their first postponement came from Florida State, and then just recently, North Carolina four-game series versus Georgia Tech was postponed due to COVID problems within the UNC program. The series was slated to start today through Sunday, but the teams will look to reschedule at a later date. So, got to get those girls back in square. That's why we haven't talked about them much, because unfortunately they haven't been playing, but that's okay. We're good. We're good. No need to panic. I think there's still time for softball to reclaim their season and get back on the pace for being potentially ACC champions this year. Also, you know, like I said, it's Feel Good Friday. We got to talk more so about Janelle Bailey and her awards and honors for women's basketball and also just feeling the vibes. I want to talk about Danny Green and his gift and what that means. I know a lot of people, again, have harped on it, but like, why did Danny give it? Who is Danny as a person? Let's have that conversation more throughout the day. And then again, I've had some, I've heard a little things. If you guys listen to some local stations, there was a conversation about Sam Howell. So I would love to talk about it on my Feel Good Friday. See if y'all feel good after I drop that news. So let's get into that. But more importantly, now that we know that it's Friday, everything's good, y'all feeling all right, <laughs> we just got to remind you that Bet Online is your best place to get hooked up because we know the Elite Eight, I mean, the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight are right around the corner the final four in the NCAA championship game is not far off. So you got to be covered. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and college basketball are in full swing. We got opening day starting next week for baseball. Even more opportunities to win big. Their bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Lord have mercy, wouldn't it be just that Carolina is looking to support and rally around yet another basketball stud? And this time it's for North Carolina senior Janelle Bailey has been named one of 52 regional finalists for the NCAA D1 Coaches All-America women's basketball teams. 
part of the WBCA announcement that happened on Wednesday. And then she was a part of the 10, the 10 member, excuse me, all American team will be announced on April 3rd, right around the time the night before the NCAA championship game for the women. We know that Bailey, who hails from North Carolina, is just a fifth player in program history to score 1,700 career points and grab 1,000 rebounds. She was a four-year starter at Carolina, and as we know, she has decided to take her talents to go to the next level in the WNBA. She led the team this season in scoring and rebounding and reached double figures in 22 of the 24 games. Among D1 players, she ranks fifth in career double-doubles, sixth in rebounds, and 18th in points and the highest ranked at ACC player in each of those categories. As a senior, she was a top 10 finalist for the Lisa Leslie Award as the nation's top center for the third year in a row. So she is certainly going to be a big force when it comes to the WNBA next season. I look forward to supporting her there as well as supporting the heels that are still here. Things are going to be a great time. As you know, you know, keeping you updated on the basketball watch list. We haven't heard yet from Stephanie Watts whether or not she's coming back. It'd be great if she does, but we certainly know that taking your talents to the next level makes some money. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And sometimes some people, you know, they're good with no longer being in college. And that's okay. If I could be in college again, I certainly would. But as you know, on the men's side, right, this week we started with Walker Kessler deciding to transfer, enter the transfer portal. Everyone was shocked a bit confused because we considered, we almost knew that Garrison might graduate, Sterling Manley might find his way. And then, you know, we didn't really know what Dayron Sharp was going to do at the time. So the opportunity to have more play was certainly going to be a doozy. But here we are now, <laughs> Walker Kessler making his decision to go ahead and take his talents elsewhere. Now we've got Dayron going to the next level as well. Uh, I think that he is going to be a great player, as Coach mentioned, that he has things that he can still work on, you know, narrowing down those you know, more disciplined needs to be a superstar, but it is right there for him. Now, as I, meant, I didn't get to mention much about Dayron, but in case you were like, man, I can't believe Dayron's trying to go to the next level, I just want to remind y'all that he currently leads the country in offensive rebound percentage and the ACC in offensive rebounds. Sharp tied for the team lead in blocks, scores in blocks, and was second in rebounding, third in steals, and fourth in scoring. He is he led UNC in scoring five times with a season high 25 with that big win over Notre Dame, and he averaged seven offensive rebounds in 40 minutes, the highest ever in a season by a Tar Heel. He led UNC with six defensive player of the game awards, scored in double figures 12 times, and grabbed 10 or more boards eight times. He had six double figures in points and rebounds, including 25 and 10 in Chapel Hill versus Notre Dame games. So he is certainly going to be a force. He's just got to learn his way. He is going to be a superstar that I look forward to covering. So along with Janelle, listen, we're going to, we're going to still support beyond, you know, whether or not they wear it. Once you wear a Carolina uniform, you can do it. <laughs> so that you can always be a part of the family, right? Period, point blank. So that's where I'm hoping uh, we, uh, that's what I'm, where I'm hoping that Carolina is going to, you know, well, 
let me say Carolina. That's where I'm hoping Carolina fans will get to when they just learn to support people. As long as you wear a Carolina uniform, you sign that lash of love of intent, you will always be a Tar Heel in my eyes, especially if you graduate. But even more so if you take a chance to the league. Transfer portal is a little bit different. <laughs> a little more shady. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I think it's always important to support these guys and girls who are really just, you know, trying to be students of the game. Trying to enjoy it. Trying to go make some money and help their families out. No more nor less. Let's, let's not make it deeper, right? Cool. So... Now that we've got that out of the way, reminding you guys of what it is and what it ain't, make sure, as I always say, you got to be well equipped with this built bar. It is built bar madness. We are right there on the cusp and brink of having a great opportunity to really see just how good Carolina can be, right? We are on the brink of seeing Carolina. And I say Carolina, I mean cookies and cream built bar, right? That's what I've said it because it's the best. It's the absolute supreme, right? So if you're going to vote, make sure you vote for cookies and cream built bar. It is amazing. It's delicious. It is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. All of that good stuff. You find out who is going to be the best built bar by voting at bar underscore bill or go to billbar.com. And remember, they're giving you a discount. So if you use promo code locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order, do that. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at billbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give their positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guests. Mocks right around the corner. Follow Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So I wanted to make you guys let you guys know today there's going to be a bonus episode. I'm going to have that uploaded at on Apple and Spotify, so get ready for that. I'm going to have my old out of my league coast Brent out of my league host Brendan Witted joined me to talk transfers, UNC future, and Roy Williams. So that should be an enjoyable one for you guys. But I also am going to give you the chance to really know that there's some good news coming Chapel Hill's way. And this is more for everybody. So if you read the Daily Tar Hill, if you keep up with anything like that, students are now eligible to sign up for an on-campus vaccination at studentcovidvax.unc.edu on a first-come, first-served basis. So you can get it Wednesday, March 31st, April 1st, April 5th or April 6th. So make sure you guys sign up. The vaccine clinic will be located at the Student Union in the former Wendy's restaurant location. University will receive 2,000 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to allocate students living in any congregate living settings, including resident halls, fraternity and sorority housing, and other off-campus congregate housing. The vaccine will free up costs of students to, through their insurance provider, students should bring their physical health insurance card along if, along if possible or have a photo of the card with them. Students can also bring their phone to make sure they have a snack and hydrate to their appointment. You should block out an hour of your time to make sure you feel good. So I think that's just great. Right, again, we all know where Carolina was at the beginning of this. <laughs> we know that they were in the trenches in the thick of being the poster children for what not to do when letting your kids and students come back to campus when they first had all of this mess. We're trying to get back to normal in the, in the fall, and we were just not ready, right? So now that we have these vaccinations locked and loaded, hopefully we can have limit the number of exposure, limit the number of times you get the virus, still social distancing, and all that good stuff. And I know this is not about sports, but I'm trying to tell you, if you want to get back to sports, if you want to get back to having fans, and we want to get back to normalcy, this is what it takes. And like, when I say, if you let people, like, if you're not going to do it, at least allow people to get vaccinated. You, you know, still stay, do mind you, do your little thing, 
but let that space happen to where we can all get back to normal and just get back to what we want to do. Okay. So I don't, I'm not telling you what to do with your body. I'm just saying, be mindful and allow other people who choose to do it, do it. And so we can go on about our way. Let's just get to normalcy. That's all I'm asking. Final thoughts of the day. I know some of you have been asking about this Danny Green episode. So I really wanted to share it, bring it back for you. So I'm going to play what was recorded a couple weeks back when Danny came on the show for me back when they had the all-star break. So you are in luck. Here we go. We're going to talk to Danny Green up now. So coming to the stage, we have Danny Green here to talk to me. Danny, I appreciate your time and just really, it's going to be a real conversation when it comes to this Carolina team. So I hope you're ready. I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Appreciate Perfect. you having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So have you checked in on the team this year and how quickly can you start a shooting camp if you have? Because it's time. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I can start it right away. We got the break coming back in two days. Yeah. Uh, we got about a week for the shooting camp, but. I did. I've been. I've been checking in here and there. I always uh, have them as a favorite. Um, even when I'm playing, they they give me updates of yeah. what the scores are, who they win, lose. We had a, a big win the other night. Come back, we're losing most of the game. Took a tough L. I think before that, I'm trying to remember who it was. But it's a big one over Louisville. I remember that one. Um, so I've been checking in. I've been checking in here and there. Right. Obviously, the Duke game. Everybody watches games. Everybody knows the Duke <laughs> game. They give me updates. Um, there's always bets on around the league of, of certain teams, of certain guys that come from certain teams. Right. Uh, so it's another reason why we keep updated. Uh, but yeah, I've been checking in, and uh, they, obviously it's an up and down year. Uh, but at least that's better than a, a down year. Yeah. Um, so you know they said so they had a, a great win the other night, which was it was good to see. Absolutely. What's the best piece of advice you received from Coach Roy, or in general about shooting struggles? Because the team again has been experiencing that. Yes, they they have. Um, and and I, I feel for the team because as I love Coach Williams, uh, I love um, Coach Robinson. All the coaches have there, uh, but I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to have Coach Holiday, who is not around any, anymore. He was more of our shooting guy, our shooting coach, and he just told him, just let it fly, shoot whatever you got, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that was just the biggest thing is you know keeping the confidence uh, more so than anything. Um, you're going to be down. There's going to be uh, some rough shooting patches. You just got to. And, and the biggest thing Coach Williams taught us about was life. Yeah, um, that's what I learned the most from him. Uh, of you know just sticking with it, doing things the right way, and things will work out. Uh, for the best and in your favor most of the times if you keep at it and you keep grinding it out um so yeah as a my shooting coach coach holiday was great with keeping us confident and keeping us you know not even thinking about hesitating when it came to shooting the basketball so um, these young guys said they can use some encouragement they can use some confidence and said that, that just comes with said practice and being in the gym the more they push each other the more they practice the more they get confident shooting so i believe they'll be fine they'll bounce back they're still young and got a lot of time but um, you know, they're going to take their lumps, but they're going to, they're going to grow from it. No doubt. And we had a freshman go like over seven from three. And I'm like, at what point do you tell yourself like, you know what, maybe this is not my shooting night and I need to kill, like, kick it out to somebody else. Sometimes it happens that way. I mean, I've gone over seven before too. Um, that doesn't mean you stop shooting. You do try right. to find other ways to get involved. You do rebound. You do play defense. Um, you may try to get to the free throw line, get try some type of rhythm, either try to get foul, draw a foul. Uh, but if you're open and you're a shooter, you got to take the next one. You got to take it confidently and, and not even thinking about the seven previous shots because mm-hmm. um, there's been games where I said I was either one for eight, oh for nine, and that that nobody remembers that though. They remember if it's, you hit the game winner, if it's one for ten, they'll remember that. Absolutely. I've seen guys plenty of times go through that type of slump where throughout a game and throughout a season or throughout a spurt where there's you know missing a bunch, but it doesn't matter as long as you win the game and it, the next shot could change the game and make helping your team win. So um, you got to keep. So it takes some some years and some patience and maturity. Uh, to actually keep that in mind and keep that focus and that confidence, not worry about the last whatever shots. 
and make that next one the one you're more focused on and confident in. Um, but yeah, I had to learn it uh, to come as a pro, you know, to yeah. uh, I've gone one for eight, you know, two for nine and that 10th one or 0 for seven and that eighth one be one in the fourth quarter that we can, which can you know open up the game for us. And that, that's changed, changed the game around for me and for our team. So um, said so for them, it's just to stick with it, stay positive, do it confidently. Obviously play defense, but find other ways to get involved. But if you're a shooter, keep yeah. shooting and shoot it confidently. Absolutely. Now, social media wasn't as big as it is now when we were in school, but like how would the college version of you handle the backlash that some of these kids get today? It would be tough, man. So as a youngster, um, you know, you care a lot more about what people say. You're not used to growing up in that environment. Um, I think the kids now, the younger guys, let's say younger men, um, they're used to having the critics, the criticisms, the social media. So they understand since high school, you know, how to handle it. Um, you know, we read one bad, bad article back then in high school from the paper. You know, you're thinking about it the whole time. Oh, I got to prove this guy wrong for the next month or two until the next newspaper comes out about, you know, standings or rankings or whatever it may be. Um, so in high school, so in college, I don't know how to handle it. Um, it would probably take a little toll on me. It would probably be tougher. Um, but I always use everything as motivation, all the negative criticism, all the people that doubted me. Um, those are the things I kept on my wall, kept in my mind, in the back of my mind, in the front of my mind. Uh, to make sure that I proved those people wrong and kept working on my game at night, uh, whether it's, you know, saying six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, early before classes or whatever, or, you know, 12 midnight, 11, 11, 12 midnight, 11 p.m., um, you know, with the janitors there and they're watching me or help my help rebound. I had, I had a guy, there, I don't know if he's still there, yeah. he'd be there every night and I'd see him all the time. So I would use that as motivation when I would go in at night and, and, you know, try to work on my game and build my confidence back up. Absolutely, no doubt. Now, the Duke game is this Saturday, right? It's kind of a clutch game considering the Syracuse loss. What's your favorite Duke-UNC memory that most wouldn't know? I have so many. I've been, I've been fortunate and lucky that, uh, that I've been blessed to go 4-0 in Cameron. Um, I've had a great team, great teammates. Obviously, uh, spoiling senior nights are always special as a freshman. You know, we had right. Tyler. Um, you know, his coming out party. Well, he was obviously great all year, his whole career, but um, really made a statement with all, all our freshmen, me, Tyler, Bobby, um, Mike Cope, Marcus Ginyard. Uh, I was going in there and playing as JJ, the landlord, uh, so many other greats they had on that team at, at Duke and winning that game in Cameron. Uh, but so many other games that we won in Cameron. Obviously, uh, the junior, my junior year, uh, I had a couple dunks, one being so the, the Greg Paulus dunk um, and had a great game at Cameron. Uh, was one for the books. Um, but yeah, there's so many memories. I can't just choose one. Right. Uh, but I, I'll probably say the best the best year of my best stat line against them was probably my junior year that night. Um, uh, the, the dunk, the dunk night um, was probably one of my, well, but every time we played there, um, I was able to go out of that arena, that building, with my, you know, my chin held high and, you know, pulling on my jersey and letting them know, <laughs> you know, the real team in Carolina, who we are. So right. um, I said, it's hard to just choose one. Absolutely. Are the players being done a disservice, you think, on the rivalry experience with minimal fans? We just welcomed them oh, back. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I feel for all, even the rookies in our league now, they have no idea what it's like to play in front of fans. Yeah. It's a big difference. That's why we play the game. You know, we play right. the game for the fans. Is what we dream of kid, as kids, you know, playing in front of thousands of people. Obviously, we love to play. We love to play pickup. But yeah. It's not the same. You dream about these moments because you want to be on the big stage, and the big stage is not big without the fans. Um, so these college kids are not getting the full experience, especially in Cameron, the way it's in there. Um, yeah. And obviously our, our building is amazing, too. But every team that we played in a row was amazing. We went to Maryland, Clemson. Um, those experiences were unbelievable because of the fans. Yeah. Um, so I do feel for them that we're not doing them 
any type of justice or service is tough for my feel for them. And even our rookies this year, so they haven't any chance to ever experience fans, um, which hopefully says the second half of the season, we'll get a chance to, to get some. Sure. So we know that excellence is a standard at UNC. I consider that. I say that every week. I'm like, listen, I've seen so much greatness now that it doesn't flinch. I don't flinch when I see mm-hmm. the team perform well, right? So what's one piece of advice that you would lend to a streaky team? Um, I said that the biggest thing is to try to be consistent. Um, you know, and the only way to do that is to lean on each other, um, believe in each other, don't lose sight of the bigger picture, you know, keep the, the faith, the hope alive and do whatever is possible to bond um, on and off the court. That's what's going to help you, you know, on the court. Um, so um, for a streaky team, like I said, it, it's going to be some lumps. You're going to take it versus you young, uh, but be patient with it and stick at it individually and as a group. You know, keep working on yourself individually and then as a group, you know, stick together, stay together. Because um, as soon as, you know, things go wrong, the teams that argue, and those are the teams that break and fold. Um, yeah. You know, if you want to be one of those teams that actually comes out on top and, and be one of the last teams standing, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, you know, it's not a race. So um, it's a long season. It's a long couple of years. If you're there all four years, it's not a great four years. Yeah. Most of those guys will be there for three or four years. So, um, so just trust, trust in the, in the system, trust in, in your work ethic as a group and, and as an individual. Absolutely. And I think that also just the Carolina family and being able to come back, you guys like you being able to just talk to them, be in their faces and stuff will definitely help when outside opens back up. But I don't want to keep you any longer. I really appreciate your time, but I know that Anytime. you have a great, great show inside the green room. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of how you transition beyond just being an athlete and kind of that door and platform that you're using? Yeah, definitely. I have to give all credit to Harrison. He's the one that helped start it. He had the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I just came aboard. I, mean, I said him and Amja are the, are the brains behind operation. I do help with some things, um, but it was a great start for me to start seeing and planning for life after basketball. Mm-hmm. I always want to do something. That I always said I never want to be a coach because I don't know how they do it. It's stressful. <laughs> they either losing the hair or it's going gray. Yeah, this is a job that's not very stable. So I always want to stick around the game or sports, uh, but do something different. And I think the media side of it, of interviewing and, and talking in the game, talking sports and breaking down and analyzing it is a little bit easier for me and the, the route that I want to go. So uh, being behind the scenes, learning how, how it goes uh, with the podcast has been great. So I've been doing it for two and a half years now, almost three years. Um, is that it's been amazing. It's a lot of fun learning about a lot of my teammates and people around me and the cities that I've been in, the culture. Uh, so yeah, inside the room is, is what it's called. It's where it's at. It's like all the brains and all the operations and all the ideas and all the credit goes to Harrison and, and I'm Jed. I'm just a guy that shows up. <laughs> Listen, sometimes that is not a bad gig. Well, again, oh, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate your time and I wish you best of luck for the rest of the season. So make sure you guys tune in. I thank again Danny for coming on the show and that again, if you want to know what Danny's like, that's the real deal. He was super sweet and helpful and I just really appreciative of him taking him taking the time. So glad I got to run that back and make sure you guys tune in as we get through next week. We are going to hopefully not have we're going to hopefully have less shocking news about Carolina basketball, but who knows, you know. Parents might go wild out on Twitter for all we know. It is it is what it is. We'll make we'll make do. But have a great weekend. Hope you guys stay safe and smart out there and as always, go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.